Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We took a week off last week. We had things going on, but we're back. We're better than ever. We got Pops, Uncle Tony, LJ here. What's going on, fellas? What's uh, up? Enjoyed the little bye week, boys. Yeah, it was nice. You know, sometimes it just, you know, just like the NFL, you got to get to that bye week and you got to reset. Now we're ready for the stretch run. It's awesome that our bye week aligned with the Broncos and Cowboys bye week, too. That's amazing. That is interesting how that happened. Mm, Yeah. Speaking of the Broncos, do we want to do Broncos stats, LJ, or leave those out? Uh, uh, can we talk about like their stats in like 2001 or <laughs> 98, <pastors>? maybe? <laughs> uh, maybe? Maybe we'll get to it later because, uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, earlier this year, stats, I, had teams, I had teams. Oh, okay. Well, this is kind of a defensive stat. So if the Broncos had scored exactly oh 18 God. points in regulation of every game this year, just 18 points, they would be 8-1. and one. That's a really good record, and that's really not a lot of points. That seems doable. But as as you know, LJ, the Broncos have not done that. Certainly seems doable are, with a $200 or $200 million quarterback. Jeez. Uh, guys, uh, uh, that feels like a number that like every team has hit as an average this year besides one team maybe, but uh, – Hey, I, a $200 million quarterback, I think two receivers, one's a first-rounder, one was a second-rounder, made a lot of draft capital and money put on that offense. Yeah, and thanks, it's great. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, yeah. I got something for the IT department. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the average score of a game in the NFL this year? What's, what, oh, what's the average score? Total, and it'd be average total We're score. And then you, you just divide by two. Total, the whole there's total, total score of games. While yeah. IT looks that up, I do have more stats that LJ would like. Oh, so. thank you. Yeah. Can we get those? <laughs> Did he the like Raiders, the first the one? Raiders just, well, yeah, I think so. Well, okay. I mean, so the defense is doing great. That's what I'm going to hear. That's what I'm going to hear. The Raiders this offseason have spent, they spent $566.6 million. That is the second most of all NFL teams. They are two and seven and just lost to the Jeff Saturday led Colts. I'm sure we'll get into that. Josh McDaniels, first six games as a head coach. We all know where that was at Denver. Yep. Six and oh. Since then, his next 31 games as the head coach, seven and 24. Wow. LG, you like those stats better than the yeah, first one? Yeah, that's a lot better. That feels okay. a lot better. Mm. Oh, IT got back Did, to me, by the way, about 22 points per team per game. 
so far this oh. year. And the Broncos just need to score 18. The, the, so well, they just you know, scored the, the average. bottom of the list. The, the Broncos have scored 14.6 <laughs> points per game this year at the rank of 32. Man, 3.4 more points a game. In That's all it would take. Well, sure. Man, I wonder if we should calculate the amount of, like, how many – how many millions does Russell Wilson make per point score? <laughs> it's probably a good ratio for him. Okay. Um, we don't have to look it up. Uh, let's get into more fun things going on this week. It was a good week of football. Um, I was actually getting to watch at Uncle Tony's this past week and maybe watch the game of the year. Let's start Ooh, right wow, with yeah. that Vikings-Bills game. I don't even know where to start. That game was in uh, – I'll start with this. I'm not yet apologizing, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I may in a minute, but – uh, I think I said earlier in the earlier this year that uh, I, I, Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football. Well, I'm definitely now. I'm 100. Justin Jefferson, I think, is the best receiver in football. LJ, what do you think? You got to be right. I mean, I, I I just can't believe what he's able to do with a football that he doesn't even have control over. Like it, you could have almost anybody just throw it up, and it's. I mean, he's Mr. Moss. You know, like it's what a great hmm. wide receiver, and he gets open. I mean, it's incredible to watch that guy play. Pop switch thing. What do you think about Justin Jefferson's performance in that game? Well, I thought I th- he's amazing. Um, I, I heard, uh, I think it was Bill Simmons and Sal talking about which receiver would you take, Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson? And they were split on it. I think I would take, I mean, Tyreek Hill, you know, is leading the NFL in, rece- in, in yards, by the way. I mean, he, that, that, let's talk about Miami in a little bit because they are sure oh, making a run. Uh, but Justin Jefferson, yeah, I think he'd be my guy. Wow. He is young. Very talented. Probably. That's interesting, too, to bring up. And I think me and Tony talked about those two specifically while we were watching this football on last Sunday. And I, I think you, I would take Justin Jefferson probably just for the size, and he's a little younger. But as Tony, I think as you were saying before, Tony, Tyreek Hill, he definitely can go up and get jump balls better than I think we – we just assume it is scat guy and more of a bubble screen. But he's he's good down the field, too. He definitely is in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and that's one thing I think that he is underrated on is, and not necessarily I, I think it's not that he's a the jump. His timing is impeccable, and True. he can go get a ball wherever it's at if he needs to jump behind and get it. And we've seen this year that they've had success uh, with the Dolphins of the ball being underthrown. I'm not saying it's on purpose. I'm not saying it's because Tua can't throw it deep. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they've been underthrowing the deep balls, and he's been coming back and, and getting them, and, and that's been very successful for him so far. Well, he he will go up and get a ball for sure. I mean, he mm-hmm. those 50-50 I mean, balls, balls, he's going to come down with them yep. more than 50% of the time. He He's impressed me with his strong, good hands. Yep. Well, it's interesting. <clears throat> Uncle Tony brought this up, so I'm not going to take credit for it. And there's times where – Tua is an accurate quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback, but there are times where it feels like he missed or underthrows, and it's probably easy to underthrow guys like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill because they're just that freaking fast. But Tony kind of brought up, and we don't know if it's on purpose or not, but it does kind of let Tyreek Hill turn into this, like the corner's now turning away and sprinting to try to catch Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill gets to turn around and play center field, and he either goes up and catches it or he gets past they. Both Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill rank top five in pass interferences, pass interference calls drawn by receiver. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's kind of maybe like, it's okay to underthrow them. They'll come back, get her, we'll get interference. Like, we, we trust them. And that was when Tony brought that up, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And that Miami offense is moving. That is. Yeah. 
Um, it's the new back shoulder the, throw. It's the new back shoulder throw. What is to that that Dolphins Bills game? Do you think Pops? We'll start with you. The Dolph the, the the Vikings are now eight and one. They're now tied for the Eagles. Still have the number one seed because they beat the Vikings straight up. But the Vikings are eight and one. That's a big time win at Buffalo. Sure, they got a few breaks, but I mean, they also got to the one yard line, and Kirk Cousins didn't get in before that fumble. So mm. they, there were breaks on both sides of the ball. What does that win kind of go? Give you a little more like, oh, there's some blemishes on Buffalo, or tells you Vikings are for real in the NFC. What what you kind of take away from that? My, my gut feeling was there. Uh, I, there's a little blemish on Buffalo, and, and I think kind of what it may be is. Uh, uh, the quarterback uh, Josh Allen is just trying to wear the cape too much, um, uh, and and do too much, and not that uh, the Miami or the Minnesota quarterback has ever done that. Cousins really doesn't, <laughs> you know. But but I, I mean Minnesota is. It showed me they are for real. I mean, yeah, I think it was a very fun game to watch. Could have gone either way. Um, but but I I don't know. I mean, they're what is the Bills? They're third in the division now, behind the Dolphins and the Jets. Um, they're going to still make the playoffs. There's no question, and I think they're probably the, the the cream of the crop in the in the AFC. But um, Minnesota's for real. They they're going to be there in the end. I think that's what it showed. LJ, me. What, what was your what was your stance? I'll get to Tony later because we know he picked them to go to the Super Bowl, and right now doesn't look bad. LJ, what did you think from that game? I mean, I, I hear what Dad's saying about uh, Josh Allen wearing the cape. Um, I don't know if. Uh, I mean, he almost did. I mean, it's I, you. You might be right, but he damn near did. He yeah. walked it down the field. If they would have, you know, been uh, wussies and uh, kicked the field goal, then they get to you know take that take that tie home probably. But uh, I don't know. I it's hard. It's what really was impressive to me was the Vikings found a way to win when they had no opportunity, no chance to win. They found a way to win, and that's I mean that bodes really really well for them in the future. That's what I took away from it for sure. It's interesting. So far in this year, Buffalo has had four games decided by three or less. In those four, they're one and three. And then last year, they had trouble in close games. They're they're good when they're blowing teams out. They're great, but these close games, Josh Allen. And I don't want to totally rag on Josh Allen because before he threw that pick in overtime to Patrick Peterson, he had incredible run after incredible run that got him down the field, and he kind of. I think you kind of live with the interception because that's Josh Allen. It, he'll throw an interception every now and then, but one out of that's one out of maybe every eight. And the seven other ones are great plays. And then half the time the interception gets dropped because he throws such a bullet. I do want to give some credit to – I don't think this tells me the Vikings are Super Bowl. Like I'm like, oh, that's the top tier. But they do – Justin Jefferson brings a little thing to Kirk Cousins that I don't think he had before where – he now, and sometimes it looked like too much faith, but it worked out every time. He's not afraid to take shots that he did. He used to be too conservative. And that's what drove, drove me crazy. And now he's like, if 18's got one guy on, I'm just going to throw it up there and just see what happens. Hell, mm-hmm. if he's got two guys on him every now and then, I'm going to throw it up there and see what happens. And he got a couple interferences and it kind of, he's loosened up a little bit. And we've long said Kirk Cousins is good enough. We just, I personally don't, I don't trust him in tight spots. Well, he looked good in a tight spot on Sunday, and I have to. I'm gonna go. I do think the Vikings are legit contenders in the NFC. I don't think I'd, I could see them winning the Super Bowl right now, but that game was big for me. What 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 did that win? Did you see more Buffalo and more of a blemish on them, or or Minnesota making their case for your pick as a Super Bowl uh, team, Tony? Well, I I think it more it 
legitimizes, in, regardless of how the outcome was, I, I think it legitimizes Minnesota as a top tier team. I think they went in and, and played with the and was there at the end of the game with the AFC's arguably best, if not one of the top three teams in that division. And so, uh, so I, I think it really legitimized. It was a win that legitimizes them. Now, the outcome itself. Because it's not because they won the game, it's because they were in the game. I, you could you could play that game a hundred times and never in again Buffalo in Buffalo, you would around. never again see that fumble on the half foot line into the end zone. It just those things are so rare to happen uh, that uh, it it's just. But it did, and so they won the game. So that's great. I don't know that it uh, you know it's not the win that got them; it's the way they played. And here's the thing about Buffalo, and we keep saying this and keep saying this. You know, they had a 24-10 lead at halftime and then lost that game. And and, and it should have never been close. And and you said it, Kevin, they were one in three in one-score games, and they still can't run the football uh, and, and sh- close out games. That, to me, is the key for Buffalo. They've got to figure out how they can run the football and close out games or have a short – uh, a short passing game so they can close out games. They don't, they, they live and die by the big eight, 10, 15 yard play or bigger. And down the stretch, teams soften up and, and it's tough for them to do. Kansas City adjusted. And you've seen their offense adjust to that kind of thing. <laughs> Buffalo hadn't adjusted. And like you said, if they're blowing somebody out, it's, it's pretty cool to watch, but they've got to figure out how to close out a ball game. Well, and last year I went back to look at the schedule because I thought this was a theme last year, and they were they went eleven and six total, including the playoffs, in games uh, decided by seven or less. So basically, one possession games. They were one and five in games decided by seven or less last year. So they they do struggle in close games, and I do think you have a good point. And we saw it early in the year this year. I thought that's why after that Rams game, we were starting. I think I got on here and said something like, could they go undefeated or something after one game in the regular season? But you saw them kind of run a little bit. You saw the short passing game. They were getting Isaiah McKenzie. They had Diggs was just getting people routes, and they were able to just do both, the the small matriculation down the field and then the big plays. And now we're back to just big player bust. And you saw it in the, in the overtime. That's why it kind of felt like, or in the fourth quarter, it kind of felt like, the Vikings were alive because Buffalo just can't put together that eight minute, 12 play drive where they just take out because they were up by 17 in the fourth quarter. All it takes is one long drive and there's just not enough time for the Vikings to make that comeback. There's another team that had that issue this week in the Cowboys. I'm sure we'll get to that, but I think I mostly, I think I go with pops. This leaves me with, and I still think Buffalo is a contender. I don't think anyone is here going, I don't know if they can win the Super Bowl, but it just is like, there is a flaw and it's a fatal flaw they need to solve. And they might because last year, we were saying the same things about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they rattled off whatever it was, nine straight, and almost got to the Super Bowl. So, um, Moving on, let's go to well, – let's go straight to the Cowboys and Packers. Uh, the Cowboys at one point go up 14 in the fourth. I, I think they've never lost – I read a stat they've never lost a game when they've led by 14 in the fourth until this past wow. Sunday. Do we want to talk about the comeback by the Packers? Uh, maybe it's the – 
McCarthy's decision to go for it in overtime instead of kick the field goal pops. Where do you, what, what was your thoughts on that game? What, is there any point that you want to bring up? I, I thought the uh, <clears throat> the uh, the last where where you saw McCarthy throw his headset off. You know when they didn't make the fourth down. Um, I was I was somewhat okay with going for it on fourth down. I can't remember the play. It seemed like that was a little odd, but but you had to know that you were going to take two downs to get a first down at that point. I think you would have – I think it seems like – what was the play before that? It seems like it was two drop-back passes that I just thought were very peculiar plays if you're going to go two downs to get the first down. And, and, and you know, then he threw his headset off. So I, I don't See, think yeah, third that, and three, Dak Prescott incomplete to CD over the middle, which – it did. I'm a Cowboys homer. Obviously, it looked like J- Jair Alexander got there a little early. It did. But it's it a did. bang bang play, and I didn't. If I was in the defense, I, I would probably say I didn't think it was a penalty. And then the next play, they do another incomplete pass on fourth and three. So I, I don't know that Kellen Moore <laughs> and Dak Prescott are on are are completely melded on the same page, and and that's disturbing. I hope they can get there. I think he was there more with Cooper Rush uh, than he was with Dak Prescott. Well, and I think, to me, I think that's why you maybe saw McCarthy throw the headset. Not necessarily that they didn't get it on fourth and three, but I think it was just, I, it's almost, Kellen Moore does this, and, and I've, I've uh, compared it, I don't know if I've done it on this pod, and I don't know how many of the listeners are Razorback fans, but Kellen Moore <clears throat> reminds me a lot of Kendall Bras, where he'll have a quarter where I'm like, wow, this guy really has the yeah. game plan, the offense is whizzing, and then he'll have a, a quarter where you're like, does he even know what how to call a football game? Like it looks like they're they're on the different pages. I, Kevin, I think I saw a stat that in the fourth quarter, didn't we go into the fourth quarter up fourteen points? I think Dallas was yep, up yep. fourteen points going into the fourth quarter, and I think I think somewhere I saw we had six rushes. We rushed the ball six times in the fourth quarter. What is your goal if you're up fourteen to nothing in the fourth quarter? I would think it would be run the ball, run the clock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, and and we didn't do it. And to a little – so what I think – this is where I think Kellen Moore gets into his own head sometimes. Zeke is that back where you would want in that position, right. not Pollard. But Pollard wasn't running bad. I think – and it's just like he's like, oh, we don't have Zeke, so we got to throw. We just got to throw, mm-hmm. and we'll just do shorts. And and that's where we talked about it before Dak got back. But if he just would keep the same – because I think Dak sometimes, the way they call the game, he does what you're talking about with Josh Allen, where he throws a Superman cape on and thinks, I got to yeah. make the biggest play. Just call the same game plan that you did with Cooper Rush, and every now and then when there's a play not there, Dak's going to pull something out of his ass and make a big play for you because I do think he's, might can. he's yeah. not – yeah, he's not that top five guy. He's not in the Mahomes-Allen stuff, but he's good enough to make plays that a Cooper Rush couldn't. And that – Tony, where do you where do you go on that Cowboys loss? Um, well, the first thing I'm going to – And must... we do – we'll give some credit to Packers at some point, or I want to ask yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Packers, so, yeah, so to me – I. It wasn't lost there. The the fourth quarter uh, fall down wasn't on the offense. Now they scored zero, so you, you can say that they scored twenty eight points, which is uh, fourteen more than the Broncos score average per game. But um, uh, <laughs> uh, T did get back some information by the way on something. Okay, okay so great, great. But uh, uh, but he, so here is the thing. I, I think the Packers actually. Have uh they they have put forward a flaw in the Cowboys defense and they beat the crap out of the middle of that defensive line. So I was just looking at these stats that you know Aaron Jones uh carried the ball twenty four times. 
uh, AJ Dillon carried the ball 13 times. Um, and, and so 30, 37 carries between the two, and they both averaged Jones averaged 5.8 and Dillon 5.0. They uh, took a battering ram to the inside of that of that defensive line, and they they tired him out and got through. There wasn't enough depth there to hold those guys out. So I'm that's the concern for me is that we couldn't hold that lead because they beat the crap out of him in the middle of the field, and that's a bad thing. Uh, come December and January, that's a really bad thing. So they'll watch the film. They figure that out. They they figure out how to how to uh, defense that. Because if they've got to play San Francisco in the uh, in the playoffs, or they got to play Green Bay again, they get this game again. Uh, even though it'll probably be at uh, at uh, Texas Stadium, I excuse me, AT and T Stadium. I got to quit doing that. Um, they, uh, I think that uh, th- they got to figure that out. And the offense is going to be the offense. Kellen Moore, shit, whatever, man. He can go coach for the University of Nebraska. I don't care. I'm t- I'm tired of his ass and roaming the sidelines of the press box. He's got to go. So anyway, um, yeah. So I did. I did. Uh, I was able to confirm, pops. You were correct. Seven rushes total in the second half in overtime by the Cowboys, or seven rushes not in overtime. In the second half by the Cowboys, five by Pollard, two by in the second uh, half. Davis, wow. the backup. In the, in the second, second half, half, third and fourth quarter. Um, LJ, do you want to go? Uh, we, we've cried and whined about the Cowboys. Do you want to rail on what this the loss says about the Cowboys, or do you want to? Do we got to give a little credit to the ass hat because he did pull one out of he did pull an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think I think uh, again, maybe I'm the optimist here. I feel like this is the ass hat uh, uh, pulling it off. He looked like uh, he looked good. It looked like they figured out how to pass the ball. Um, and it looks like they're starting to figure out how to win some games. So uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be too worried about uh, the Cowboys at this point. If I'm you guys, uh, you know, it's just it, you're one Micah Parsons play away from winning that game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just played really, really freaking well against a really good defense. Um, so um, I'd give I give props to the Green Bay Packers and their play calling and their quarterbacking would be. How I'd play it, yeah. and and I'd add to that they had a rookie receiver that really showed out uh, uh, in the game uh, in wow. Watson. Yeah, mm-hmm. four receptions, yeah, three Watson touchdowns. Did what people can thought I, he might would be week one. He looks scary. I, he looks like he has speed and hands. If he can ever get, he's it got together. speed, hands, and he's got height. It just if, if Aaron Rodgers, I think it goes to and Tony. I want to get to you, but it, it goes to if Aaron Rodgers just wasn't such a dickhead to play with, I think Watson was good. It's just the receiver. He's so annoying. And I think it's a little bit of the issue the Broncos have where Russell was. If they're just more fun, the receivers are all, are so worried about being blamed because Aaron Rodgers is going to go on the Pat McAfee show. Great show. This is not a slight to Pat McAfee, but he's going to go on there and go, well, we got, we're missing assignments and we're doing this and we're doing that. It's like, look, you ain't got to go tell that to the media. Like you can go talk to Christian Watson and say, we need to get this figured out and we'll be great. He just is he kind of annoying. I'm preaching the choir. Nobody here is yeah. uh, saying that Aaron Rodgers is a choir boy. But Tony, what were you about to say before? I well, before the, well, that was Aaron. great. But before the fact that now you got me thinking, I I love to have an Aaron Rodgers Russell Wilson podcast. I think that would be pretty good. Um, uh, but anyway, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't <laughs> Russell Wilson would say he he's like milk toast, and then yeah, that would be yeah. a uh, Aaron Rodgers. You may not can understand what he's saying. Put them, put them in the just press play time slot. Let's go after them. Um, okay. Anyway, so I I have to say, so don't, don't, look, don't look at the stats. The uh, Packers scored thirty one points. 
Liv, how many pass attempts did Aaron Rodgers have? Don't look. Tell me, what do you think? How many? Within five or ten. How many did he have? Uh, he probably had about 20. 20? Okay. Yeah. I mean, if they ran the ball, what? Like you said. I was going to guess around there, 22. 20? 20? There. LJ? Uh, 25. 25. He threw the ball 20 times. Damn. So, nice. so, so yes, kind of hot right on it. I mean, so, wow. here's the thing. <laughs> If we normally, if we're sitting here talking about a top tier quarterback only throwing the ball twenty times, we're saying, man, he had a terrible game. He couldn't get involved with it. He throws the ball twenty times. He has four. He goes fourteen for twenty for two twenty four. If it wasn't for the fact that three of those were touchdowns to Christian Watson, we'd be going. He was a he was a game manager. He really didn't win that ball game. He really wasn't him. And so I'm a little, you know, they played better. They played all year, and they did it because Aaron Rodgers didn't have to win the ballgame for him. It's not. I'm I'm taking a little a little tack here that I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers anymore. I think they figured out how to win with Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones is a guy that they've got to let loose, and they can win with him. They can't win with Aaron Rodgers anymore. I think they I think Matt Lafleur is sitting at home going, "Preach, Uncle Tony, preach." I've been telling him because this is exactly what we want the Cowboys to do. Rely on the running game mm-hmm. and let Dak beat because Aaron Rodgers he relied on two really good running backs and then when it came time to make a throw to Christian Watson he put beautiful throws out there so, they were good Aaron Rodgers so throws. right so they ran the ball like that right what what does that probably I don't know this but what does it probably do to our safeties probably brings them a little closer to the line yeah. and yeah. what do you do throw over the top of us three times and for God's sake down, I mean the, we to run all over them all day we got schooled we got the the Cowboys got schooled. They ran Wait, the ball. Mike McCarthy got out coached. Uh, can you, Is that what you're telling me? Hard to believe in McCarthy that. way. I mean, yeah. again, though, this kind of uh, harkens back to our conversations uh, like weeks ago about how defenses are changing in the NFL and how you just need to run the damn football. Like you know, like six well, years ago, it would have been like spread it out, spread it out, spread it out, spread it out. But now it's pound it, pound it. Pound that's what's so disappointing. And then we'll get off the damn Cowboys <laughs> game. But uh, <laughs> if, if if you go to what Pops is saying. They were moving the ball by running, which keeps the clock running. If we just on offense run the ball a little more successfully and get and run some clock, we weren't running clock on offense, so it lets them keep doing this because they weren't scoring fast. They were scoring with drives. And, it, again, just out coach. The, the, the Packers, I do think they have – there's now like a possible light at the end of the tunnel, like, okay, maybe this team can be the team that we kind of thought they would be and make a run. But their schedule does get a little tough. They're going to go – Tennessee on Thursday this week, which I don't know how good Tennessee is, but they keep winning games. Mm -hmm. And then Philadelphia, at Philadelphia, at Chicago, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. Those are all, I mean, the Bears are frisky. Those are losable games. I'll be interested to see what the Packers can do because I still think the defense is still talented, like LJ said at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is still a decent quarterback, and if he can be a game manager, I don't know. I wouldn't want to play in playoff time. Um, I want to go to the other team – that we'll get to the Eagles. I want to go to the two. I still think the Cowboys rank as in those top tier of teams in the NFC, despite that loss. The Another team we've talked a lot about being in that uh, tier is the San Francisco 49ers. And I want to, we talked this week and I've, I've uh, a listener of the podcast uh, one once brought it to me that we should apologize more for our Christian McCaffrey stuff because he looked great in that one week where he threw a lot of yards. And I thought we were pretty, we praised him pretty well, but this past Sunday night was yet again a reason why I'm like, that's why I don't think they should have done the trade. Elijah Mitchell looked really good in that offense. Now McCaffrey did too, but it's just I don't think they need to spend that much capital. And then 
oh, Mr. Kyle Shannon, who I do like, mm-hmm. he's running an offense with, I would say, four All-Pros. If you count check at fullback, he's an All-Pro fullback. Four All-Pros, and they scored 16 points and or 22 points and one touchdown against a Chargers defense that's been giving up all kinds of points. I they did that that 49er thing where I'm just still like, I think they'll be good in the playoffs, but I don't – I just have questions about Jimmy Garoppolo and a little Kyle Shanahan. Tony, I see you nodding a little. Yeah, that's a great observation, the 22 points, because I was going to say, as we talk about playoff contenders here later, uh, the, the Chargers are are getting close to falling out of the picture, mm-hmm. uh, not for any fault of their own, but for the um, – uh, for the injuries and 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 just th- that particular stat um, or the observation, the you know the Chargers were down to three defensive linemen by the end of that game. They had th- yeah, I think three of them hurt, and they only had six, so they were down to the th- final three. So th- for the last six minutes of that ball game, they could not substitute on the defensive line, and yet it still took the Forty ers uh, that full game to put them away. And I I just thought that was. <clears throat> that was that was pretty interesting. It's a great observation that with a, as good as Elijah Mitchell looked and as good as Christian McCaffrey looked in the in the usage they had for him, the, it shouldn't have been that close. Is that a Jimmy Garoppolo problem, LJ, or is that just maybe a bad night? It could just talk it up to a bad night. Uh, I mean, I, it's never a Jimmy Garoppolo problem. He's the he's the truth. He's the answer. Uh, no, I think truly, truly, I think the deal is, is that Kyle Shanahan, I'm trying to find the stats right now, but he generally wins by about as many as he needs to win by. He doesn't win games by uh, being the highest scoring team in the NFL. Um, so you're telling me I should have been like Tony and saw that Chargers plus seven and a half and went, Cover, cover, cover. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could probably do that for most uh, 49er games. I mean, I'd like to look back at historically and see if that's true, but but that feels true to me. Bob, you got anything on that or you want to move on? Well, I'm looking at Garoppolo. He was 19 of 28 for 240 yards. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's not a – He's just – Garoppolo to better, me is the – Better than Aaron He's Rogers. Kirk Cousins, but even – he's just a better-looking Kirk Cousins is all he is to me. He's, he's not good, not great. And I think Kirk Cousins is better. I like Kirk Cousins better. I'm not. I, I, I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Garoppolo. Can, me too. Can I give me you too. a? So you you put me down a stat asking about Russell Wilson's uh, uh, dollars per uh, point the team scores. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, oh my. so I want to. Can I hit that real quick because we're talking about some of these quarterbacks that I've I've, I've pulled that info for. So uh, so let's start sort of uh, in a mid tier. Uh, Dak Prescott for every point the Cowboys get, he is on track to make fifty thousand dollars. Uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes. Is, it, is this all this year? Right. Yeah, this now? is based off of this year. So this okay, year's okay. contract, this year's points. And uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, he's set to make uh, fifty-seven thousand per point. The Chiefs have scored so far. Um, Kirk Cousins, ninety-three thousand. Aaron Rodgers, a hundred and thirty-three thousand. Now, <laughs> yeah, now there's a, wow. there's two interesting things I'm going to throw out there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, twenty-seven thousand. That's half of what you pay Dak per point. So is that also because he has a front loaded contract? So he got paid a lot already. Uh, maybe? So like I think let me look, score? let me look real quick at compared to what they're getting this year. Um, where did my deck press got info go? Well, uh, Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, he's getting paid. No, he's he's getting paid about half of what Dak Prescott is this year and and worth it's half the efficiency. Yeah. So there's a big piece of that. But anyway, 
the more important thing. I just I, I just had to throw that out because I was, I was I the more important like thing is if you uh, add a two to the front side of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's number, you get Russell Wilson's, which is almost double Aaron <laughs> Rodgers at two hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars per point scored by the Broncos this year. Wow. Yeah. Mm, I think I'm not uh, I'm not a huge uh, investor guy, but the return on investment there doesn't seem It's rough. It's rough. Good. I mean, you know, uh W's are what you're really worried about, not points per game, but uh in well, that metric it's not much better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh Brad Pitt had Jonah Hill. We've got LJ. <laughs> Let's play Moneyball. Um uh, Pops, I have a question for you on the Monday night game. The Commanders upsetting the Eagles 32-31. I, I, I really want to ask you, and this is let's talk rules, and, and the end of the game, Taylor Heineke scrambling around, and they're actively going for sack. He's a- actively trying to get out of pressure, and then he decides smartly because he doesn't want to throw an incomplete pass, doesn't want to run a bounce. He's, like, oh, he's going to take a kneel. Fletcher Cox then goes in, and he's, he's trying to pull back, but he does bump into him. Taylor Heineke kind of indulges in that and flops a little bit. Just the letter of the law, yes, that's a penalty and should be a first down, but I hated it watching it. Pops, did you have thoughts or do you just have to call it the way it's called? I mean, that. No, I didn't like it. I, I mean, I understood the call. Um, and gosh, I'm going to probably take a little left turn on you because it made me think of another situation that I thought. What was the play where they were trying to rule whether it was a fumble or not? And when they re-looked at it, the guy got and face mad. And getting face mad, like the worst yes. face mad of, of the year. So yeah, I'm telling you, it that. seems to me, I know I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> I was not, I was not happy about that. I thought that was a kind of a, a bad call on, was it Fletcher Cox, you said? But if you can review a play for a fumble and while you're reviewing the play for a fumble, you see a clear face mask that, that did jerk Goddard's head around. I think you have to be able to call that. Can you call a hold if you see that in a replay? I mean, at some point, there's a slippery slope. We'll find a penalty. Listen, it's a slippery slope. We're finding a penalty in every single play when we go back and look at reviews. So, like, you got, I think you got to, if you miss that call, you miss that call. Right? I I see your point. I think you're right, but, but it did. It is tough watching the replay, and you're like, wow, that's not just a face mask. That is a blatant yeah. face mask that the ref crew just missed. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, I mean, I, I, so I just – and this is where it kind of comes back to – I think, I'm, I think again, I'm going down a slippery slope if I say, well, you swallow your whistle because he wasn't – there was – Fletcher Cox did not have intent of, oh, here's a shot on Heineke. I, he was clearly like, oh, crap, I'm trying to pull back. I'm trying to pull back, and he hit him. And so as a ref, I kind of want to go, oh, he wasn't trying to do anything. Yeah. But then I think that's a slippery soap where you swallow the whistle because it felt like the intent wasn't there, Tony. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And and we kind of talked about, uh, talked about this a couple of weeks ago when uh, DJ, Moore, DJ took, Moore took his yeah. helmet off. And I, th- that call was a game-changing call for something that didn't really impact the game. And this one, too. And I, I think mean, this was a game-changing call that really didn't impact the game. He was he obviously – he hit him. He shouldn't hit him. He was trying to hold up, so he, he didn't hit him hard, but he did hit him, and by letter of the law, it was a penalty. But that was a game-changing penalty, and, I, and those are the ones I think they need to look at. Okay, was there an impact to the game with this particular personal foul call? Just like the unsportsmanlike conduct on DJ, I think here 
was there a direct impact to the game? Then I think they should they should be able to say we're waving this off. There wasn't a direct impact to the game. There's no foul here. There was not intent, and and do that. But what that again was is also a slippery evidence. slope. That he was trying to pull up there, it, everyone could see that yeah. that he was trying but to he pull hit up. It's interesting. So we're talking did. about that fourth quarter, like they hit Heineke. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, the last yeah. one at the very end when Heineke's scrambling right and he goes to kneal, and it, it Fletcher Cox dies for him, but then he kind of mid realizes puts his hands up. And LJ, I'm not yeah. seeing he didn't just I mean, go over there to. I'm looking at it right now. It. I'm not seeing him pull up. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I mean, he I saw well, clearly saw him try to pull he, up. He starts to pull his hands back and he's actually stumbling trying to stop and but he headbutts him. That, he's that, like, that's he's the going bottom down. Line. I don't know. I don't know. It looks like he he hit him. I did right. hear he also said uh earlier today that what was going through his head at the moment is he thought he was going to get up and keep running, which I think yeah. is just like a momentary your brain farts. Like he he also said like yeah. I committed Well, a I don't think um, Heineke wasn't just killing the ball. He was he was kind of moving and right. having a football play. No, so he he took a knee. I mean, if you're watching, he's got he's got the ball. He took a knee and he was on the hill. But the thing, and I will say this in, in Fletcher's defense, it's not good. But it, he was frustrated because he was mm-hmm. trying to find Heineke for the last two and a half minutes because they were running around on him. And there he is, and and I think frustration took over, which is football is built on that, and just a. It's interesting because when a guy takes a kneel, usually when we see a guy taking a knee, it's in the victory formation yeah. or like you're running out the clock yeah. to zero instead of scoring a touchdown until I can open field. And this one was one where the defense is trying and incentivized to go hit this guy who's running with the ball, and then all of a sudden he drops to a knee. And the rule actually does state anywhere a player in, in the game, in the field, anywhere, if they take a knee, they are me- immediately claiming themselves down, and you cannot yeah. hit them. So that – if that happens, yeah. if you get a first down and you pop straight down and take a knee and someone bumps you or like pushes you, it's yeah. technically a penalty. And it's just, it's so hard for Fletcher Cox. And I, I think you noticed it late. Probably if I went back and watched LJ, I bet you're right. I bet it's not as clear, but it does feel like looking at his face, he kind of realizes as he dives, like, oh, that's oh. a knee. I, I got to, I, I can't hit him. Yeah, and at that stupid. point, it's too late. He but, knows it was stupid. Yeah. But I, that's why I do think, letter to the law, I just think it's a, it's a shitty way to law, lose. Yeah, and there's no way to fix that. And you're lucky it was a regular season game, not a playoff game. That, that's probably I mean, how it is. I'll, I, LG, can I just throw out? It looks like I'm looking. I got a yeah. screenshot. I can show you guys in a second. He's about four yards away uh, when Heineke hits that knee. So he's got four uh, yards to avoid. And then this he hit. does. He hadn't dove yet before. Yeah, he's got four yards to avoid this hit. I'm not saying I. I don't think he was being like an asshole. I think it was like his brain farted for just a second, and he tried not to hit him too hard. But you know that is he had time to not hit him. I think so. Um, Pops, does this show you anything that you didn't already know about the Eagles, or is it just bad game? I mean, they're still eight points. Oh, I think it was it was an interdivisional game. You know that uh, I, I actually, I think maybe the Eagles took a little lightly. I could see that. You know, maybe overlooking uh, them like a little they took bit. The Texans lightly the week and, before, and I think that uh, you know, I mean, the Redskins. I, I like Taylor Taylor Heineke. I, I really think I think he needs to continue to start. Uh, I don't think Wentz needs to come back next week, but but so I, I'm not surprised. I don't think it takes any shine off the Eagles. They lost to an interdivision rival uh, in a good game, and I thought Washington played as as good a game as I've seen them play in quite some time. So yeah, I don't. I, I'm no shine off Philly. I just think that that Washington came out and played a hell of a game. It shows me a little just um, 
And I, I think this is kind of where I stood for most of the year, despite how good they were looking at it. I never saw them as a juggernaut, like it's going to take everything. I, cra- I thought they were the best team in the NFC, but they're a beatable team. It wasn't like the Patriots in 07 or the Chiefs when they're really rolling, where I'm like, I don't know how you're going to beat them. I think you still – they're a beatable team. They're the best team in the NFC. Don't get me wrong, but they're a beatable team. Tony, I see you not that kind yeah. of understand. Yeah, I agree, and, and I – I took the Commanders this game. I thought the Commanders would give them a tough, tough time because Philadelphia plays Dallas next week. Is that right? Do they? No. Is it, is it Philly true. Dallas next week, true. or is it? I don't think it's Philly Dallas. Philly, Philly plays Colts. Philly play the Colts. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a. It wasn't that, Saturdays on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a trap game. I, they had three turnovers, three interceptions, and, and that tied the most they've had through eight games, and so. What that showed is that they're not the team yet that can overcome not playing perfectly. And so they've got to figure out how they can overcome playing perfectly. And the, I will say this, the commanders in two games against them have shut down A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has not had – they've shut him down in two games. And so if people – and hopefully the Cowboys are watching this. If you shut down A.J. Brown, you, you can somewhat control the, the Eagles. LJ, any other thoughts are kind of the same. That's, just yeah, that reflect smart. everything that's being said for sure. Um, I want to talk, and I know LJ wants to talk about this too, and I can, just because we need to address the the whole Colt situation and then how bad the Raiders suck. But let's talk about a good team before we get to the Raiders, L. Because we hinted at him before. The Dolphins, and then this is a game I had wrong. I thought the Browns keep it close, maybe even get frisky and win the game. Dolphins crush them 39-17. There were MVP chants for Tua Tungvaluwa in the second half. I, the Dolphins are—they're there as contenders. I think they've solidified themselves as contenders. Lost two is healthy. That offense is tough to stop. I think the Jeffrey Wilson trade was a very yeah. sneaky good trade for them, and it—it it just is another reason because McDaniel runs a similar offense to Kyle Shannon. I don't think you need a first-round pick to be in that offense. You just need a Jeffrey Wilson who knows how to run it, and he looked good. The defense is solid. How good? I mean, I guess we've we've had this conversation a lot, but is it still the same? The the, the Dolphins are legit, legit contenders. They're in the Chiefs category. I mean, I think in the AFC, I think so. I think they're badasses. Um, and uh, what 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 I'm curious to is they've got I think a relatively tough tough schedule to finish the season out. So I'm seeing uh, Texans, which they should win. But then they go to San Francisco and then L.A. So they go all the way across the country. You know, we we know that we picked the home team in those games, right? Um, then they play Buffalo and Buffalo right before Christmas. They play uh, Green Bay back in uh, in Miami. But then they play the Patriots, which isn't a December game. Bill beats the Dolphins outside of December. So um, I think they've got a relatively tough end of their season. But if they can pull out like you know what five of those seven games then you know i think they've got the top spot in the afc um and they would deserve it so i'm i'm loving watching them this year they're fun i think so that's the 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 next i think we we all talked about them as sure they're they're frisky they're contenders and and i think lj lunin swain i think i'm with them as long as they have a healthy quarterback they're in that chiefs category mm-hmm. to me in the afc tony do you do you agree with that or uh, I'm struggling to make them in the Chiefs category. Uh, I understand, but yeah, I think Wilson does make a difference on that team if he's able to. If McDaniel's able to establish that zone running game, 
then I think, yeah, they, they can beat anybody. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think they're AFC East contenders, and I didn't really think that I would say that at the beginning of the year. But I think they could win that division. If they win that division, anything is possible. If they come into the playoffs as a wild card, we'll have to see. And, and it's going to be Tua's first turn in the playoffs, and I think that's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting thing to watch. Pops, is that where you're at too? Yeah, I, I I think <clears throat> I think that uh, Waddle and and Hill on the outside, that speed is just. And, and I think that the the thing I do think Tua has is anticipatory skills. I mean, he can anticipate that receiver getting open. I think his timing is good. I mean, he he's accurate. Um, uh, and that speed, speed kills. And you've got, you know, now Wilson and Mostart back there that are, I mean, they're legit. You've got to pay attention to them. Um, I think Miami's in the thick of it. I think they're in the thick of it in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you look at MVP odds, Patrick Mahomes is leading at plus 120, and then Josh Allen, Tua, and Jalen Hurts are all tied for second at plus 500. To is in right in the thick of the MVP voting, and I think probably rightfully so. Yeah. Um, do we want to just talk about how shitty the coaching is for the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> and how bad they are, or just what the hell's happening in Indianapolis? Where do we want to go, LJ? I think the the Jeff Saturday getting hired is an interesting move. It's okay. probably worth talking about. I mean, he's never coached, he's never coordinated, he's never. He's never been on a field without having a helmet on, right? He, well, he coached high school football, and I think he went four and seven. <laughs> okay, okay, and that's not being a, that's not a joke. That, that's legit. Okay, um, that's a wild move, and I that you know my heart goes out to uh, to all those assistant coaches that probably deserve a shot to like show that they deserve a job somewhere before their family has to pack up and move in January. Um, but they won, so you know, Ursay, I guess is. Got it going on. Uh, we'll see what they keep doing. Um, so you have a slight issue with the hiring? Is that well, yeah. I mean, I feel like, like that's one of the things is like when a coach gets fired <clears throat> midseason, it's an opportunity for like uh, some uh, would be, you know, uh, possible uh, offensive coordinator to step up that maybe auditions for a job in the future. But without that, you know, these offensive coordinators got brought in by maybe uh, Frank Reich. And uh, nobody really wants them because they're his guys. And if he doesn't get hired, then they're maybe out of a job. And then even on that, you know, they're already like it does suck that their their families are going to have to move in January. Like their kids are going to have to, like, find new friends in the middle of the school year in high school or something, you know. And so so to just give this to a guy that has like no proof that he can do it is kind of wild to me. But like I will say for the memes, it's fun. Um, It is exciting to see Saturday out there. But I just think it's a it's a bad decision for like both on the business end, the people end, and the victory end. So, and he was apparently a consultant to the team the past few years, but I think that that means basically Jim Irsay. They're kind of tight and friends because Saturday was a great cult for a long time. Yeah, and he kind of just like, hey, what do you think about this guy? What do you you know? I think it just like basically he was a friend of the owner. Oh yeah. Pops, what about you? What was your thoughts on Saturday getting hired? And then if you want to get into the game, just take it where you want. Well, I, you know, I felt a little bit like LJ, but then I, the term, I, he was put in as the interim coach, right? He has not been named the Correct. full-time head coach. But it, and, yeah, go ahead. I will say, 
I like the move because I think he is a very I was trying to explain to Tammy, you know, what's you know, what she knows who he is. I think I think she thinks he's kind of good looking, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But I mean, he is a good analyst on TV. He's a likable guy. And I think he is beloved in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's just good PR for the team. I think the And a te- good locker room guy. Too. He's a good mm-hmm. locker room guy. I think the team likes him. I think the Indianapolis likes him. Um so I think as an interim basis, I think it was a, a very cool thing and good thing to do. Now if he has success, now you're now you're in this thing at the end of the year where you perhaps hire him full time and, and now I'm more with LJ, you know, but if he's successful, he's successful. And and I like the hire. I did like the hire. Interim. It didn't feel like to me that this was a, and uh, for Razorback fans, maybe earmuffs. I don't think this was a John L. Smith, like we know we're just doing this for one year and then we're bringing in new guys. This feels like an audition for Jeff Saturday to maybe be the guy. I don't think it was just a, we just need someone to finish out the year. It, the way Ursay talked about it, it sounds like this is kind of his audition, which gets me to LJ's point where I'm kind of like, feels like a little unfair that he's just catapulted right to the top. But I mean, I could see him being successful. I think he's, I do think you're right. I think the city likes him. And I think he's a center. He was the captain of like all his teams. He does know what successful teams look like and what successful players look like. He played with a lot of Hall of Famers. And he probably got in that locker room and was like, Everyone's making fun of us. Let's go. Let's go out there and just we got nothing to lose. And he's probably a good leader. Now, does he know anything X's and O's wise? Who knows? Because he was going against Josh McDaniels, who is the worst head coach in maybe history. I, I, he did like tweet about he's a like smart coordinator. three weeks ago about how the Raiders suck, which is pretty funny. Yeah, he said like the Raiders are horrible. Literally, to he, he is the only coach in NFL history to tweet that a team is horrible, <laughs> horrible, and then two weeks later beat said team. No one, no other head coach has ever done that before, Tony. So he is already making history. I just want to yeah. say, can I, can I just to, uh, he, yeah, he's yeah. like, uh, if I'm, if I'm looking at a head coaching job, uh, and Indianapolis calls me and they say, well, you know, our head coach <clears> of <throat> the last five years, who's had one losing season, uh, well, we fired him. And then we just kind of hired a guy that we like, like one of our friends, like, I really wouldn't feel safe with that job. I think this is like a move where like, if you like give the promotion to somebody on the staff already then I feel like, well, this is a team that like takes care of people. You know, you're already calling this year done. So like, you know, give somebody a shot. And I just think it makes them look bad unless, unless Saturday goes off and they make the playoffs and, you know, have a little run and then you, yeah, you hire him to be your head coach, I guess, for a couple of years. But I think otherwise it looks really rough. Uncle Tony, take it from there. Where do you want to go? I, you know, I, you want to, you'll probably segue into McDaniels, which I know we need to get five. Well, I've beat that dead horse. <laughs> Speaking of people so who didn't much. coach for the Colts. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, sorta of did. And I just, you know, I just don't have I don't know why. He's probably no, I'm not even gonna say he's a nice person. I haven't met him. He doesn't <laughs> seem not. like he's a, but um uh, I just don't think he's a head coach and haven't and, and he's done too many things. So Y'all know I, I think McDaniel could go right now. But Kevin made a great point, and he said earlier, I, I, I think that the Raiders are just too far under right now for them to try to let him go and, and do something else. So I, I, I'm he'll stay. But I thought Bill Cowher had a good take on it. Um, it was probably a little over the top. But I don't know if y'all heard Cowher's comments where he said it was – a he called it a travesty and all this kind of stuff. And that was a little over the top. But he's right. If I'm a coach in that locker room, or anywhere. And I was like, look, man, I've been here through two a days. 
Mm-hmm. And I've been here every every Monday morning at 3 a.m. after a 325 game where we got done at 7. I've missed my kids going off to school. I've missed staying home with my wife and, you know, I, I've, you know, all those kind of things. You've and, committed to the grind that is. Being right. And this guy has said that I would rather be in the, um, in the TV booth than I would be down on the sidelines. And then you turn around and make him the head coach. Come on, man. I mean, that, that to me, I can understand where it would be really hard to win a locker room, especially a locker, the coach's locker room with that, with that kind of uh, background. And that, that's the only thing that gets me is like, yeah, he won this weekend because damn, it's the Raiders. I, hell, I think the Broncos can beat the Raiders next week. So, um, I, <clears throat> so I think that, um, you know, we'll see so what happens this weekend. you're saying that they weekend. can't score 18 points, the Raiders. I, I think, yeah, I think when the Colts, the Colts have a team that could be playoff contenders, but I, I think they're they if they lose two or two in a row, I think he's lost the locker room, he's lost it all, and, and that's just going to be a train wreck. But I just I just don't understand the hire whatsoever. There there are plenty of guys you could have said interim. There are plenty of guys that have experience that you could have brought in there to finish out the season if you wanted to. It it, it really seems like a way to sell tickets to me. Isn't that kind um, of the owner's job <laughs> to sell tickets? Hey, well, he wants to. Well, he he'll sell tickets one time, but then when, once he loses, I guarantee it's like, well, they suck, so we're not going back. Mm-hmm. So but there's blowback. I will it. say that uh, Jeff er- or Jim Irsay must have had the best Monday morning of all time because not only did he hire his buddy and just get ridiculed for like four days. He then goes and gets a win, and not just a win, as you as you alluded to earlier, LJ, gets a win against the same head coach that kind of screwed yeah. him when he tried to hire yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. It didn't come. I Jim Irsay, I hope that glass of wine or whiskey or whatever you're drinking on Monday tastes good because that he did get a win. He gets a big old victory lap. I don't know if it's gonna stay that way, but he does get a big big victory lap. And yeah, the Raiders to me, I don't know if we need to touch on them much because Tony kind of as he said, he already uh Beat that dead horse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. But, Broncos fans were. Um, <laughs> speaking of dead horses, no, uh, we're not talking Broncos. Um, <laughs> the Raiders suck. The Raiders just suck. I do want to stay in the AFC West here for just a second. This will be quick. I just for all the Chiefs fans out there listening <laughs> and prestige worldwide. I hope you're listening to this. I just don't. Don't take Patrick Mahomes for granted because it must be nice knowing that you have the quarterback position. I mean, this is what Patriots fans felt for 15-plus years. Like, as a Cowboys fan, I think we have a quarterback. We have a good one. He's not great, but he's, we have a good one. As a Chiefs fan, you got a great back there, and he's going to be back there for a long time. Like, watching that game against the Jaguars, it was popping up on Red Zone a bunch. We put it in the Octabox a couple of times. We were watching over at Uncle Tony's. But I never once thought Mahomes is dealing today. Mm-hmm. I never once thought he was having a good game. He just went 26 for 35, 330 yards, four touchdowns. And as someone who owns him in a fantasy league, or maybe if you played against him in a fantasy league, you know <clears throat> how well Mahomes plays. <laughs> that, I'm just saying, that guy is awesome. And mm-hmm. just if you're a Chiefs fan pursues worldwide, appreciate it because it must be nice knowing that you just got a guy. I'm just I'm cringing looking at the last eight games in their schedule. They might not lose a damn one of them. 
It is insane. And then all of a sudden, Kadarius Tony looks awesome. <sighs> he looks great in that offense. <sighs> and my Hardman didn't even play. Kelsey didn't even really have that good of a game. And all of a sudden, Pacheco looks like maybe he is a running back there. They were trying to force feed him a little bit. And he, 16 for 82 is not bad. That Chiefs offense, LJ, it's got to be frustrating because you're just stuck I don't in. even like it. <laughs> I, I hate this for LJ because <laughs> – Because I was a Bills fan throughout the entire like, 2000s, and now my, my team has become the Bills of the 2000s. <laughs> you didn't like the Patriots for your whole the whole 2000s watching because it was just annoying. And now it's like – you get rid of Tom Brady and they just put the next Tom Brady in your yeah, division. It's, it kills me. It kills me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Oh. Um, LJ, I do I want to see, uh, since you have boots on the ground there in Chicago, they, they're not winning and they screwed him on a bet, but Justin Fields looks pretty. He's fun to watch. Yeah, they, the kind of consensus around here is uh, we just need to get him a guy. We need to get him uh, the weapon. Uh, a lot of third-year quarterbacks get a weapon and they have the best year of their career. And so that's kind of the consensus around here is once he gets that weapon, we're, we're looking at all-star level. I don't know if I is buy that. Is Claypool but that's that weapon? Hmm? Is Claypool that weapon? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that's the mm, attempt. I don't think so. I think he is a weapon, but not that weapon. I think I agree with you. You know, honestly, for Bears fans out there, I have, I have uh, I work with a couple of Bears fans, actually. And these games have been perfect because they're fun. They show Justin Fields has the potential. Mm-hmm. But then at the very end, they still find a way to lose and have a good draft pick. And it's kind of true. perfect because they're not going to – they're not winning the Super Bowl. And right now, the Lions' loss actually put the Bears now ahead of the Lions in, in the draft order. So, like, maybe they pick a guy. Maybe they go get a guy in the top ten that is that way. Yep. And then they'll have the all field. the players they want when they move out to the Burbs in a couple of years. I am <laughs> um, real, really pissed off, Scott. <laughs> go ahead, Tony. So here's what Chicago needs. I'm going to name the two players that they need to pick up in the offseason. The first one's Kareem Hunt. He'll be available. Uh, it gives them a legitimate because Montgomery's is slowed down a little yeah. bit. It gives them a, a, a threat out of the backfield um, and, a, and a playmaker. He's got fresh legs. And DJ Metcalf. DJ or DK? He just signed a big extension. Did DK. DJ sign the extension? He signed the DK, extension. DK Metcalf signed an extension. Okay. okay. Or, yeah, the DJ, DJ Moore. Sorry, DJ Moore. DJ yeah. Moore. I know they said that I that's the guy they want to keep him in the locker room, but I think DJ Moore. Sorry about that. Uh, DJ Moore. I mean, both would be good to Chicago yeah. Jersey. Is a is a true uh, wide receiver yeah. that that could help him out. I think if they could get those two, and they can get them fairly inexpensively. They'll have and, by far the most money in the next off this coming yeah. off season. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then, and then you just never know who's going to step up like Tyree Kill and say, "I want the fuck out of here." Mm-hmm. And we'll just see what uh, see what happens. LJ, I do want to warn you because it I, it feels like it's happening, and I know you have to deal with that guy in Kansas City. The Buccaneers are now five and five. And just I'm laying this out. Oh for you. come on, Tom Brady. Tom Brady Tom is going Brady. to host. He's going to host the Wild Card because they're going to win the NFC shitty South. And he's going to host a team like Daniel Jones and the Giants. <laughs> then they win that game. And then he's going to have to go play Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And I'm just saying, just saying, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, you might be taking Tom Brady. And all of a sudden, Tom Brady is now an NFC championship. And all he's got to do is go through either the Cowboys, who love to choke it, Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't trust him, or the Eagles, who they dominated the Eagles in the playoffs last year. It's a different Eagles team. 
Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl doesn't sound that far-fetched is all I'm saying. I mean, I'll also say he's undefeated since he got that whole pesky wife situation out the window. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and he got wow. a lot of incentive. He might not retire for another five years because he also invested a lot in that FTX. True. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> got to work for a bit in that <laughs> cryptocurrency. Between hey. losing the net worth that is Giselle and FTX going in the tank and crypto going in the tank, Tom Brady's not going yeah. away for a long time. Yeah, and a, a wise man once said, "Women weaken the legs." So <laughs> he got Giselle out of there. I think that's that's strengthened it up, and uh, uh, I think it's good. So, uh, so Kevin was over this. You know, we were watching football Sunday, and I told him, I said, "This Seattle." And he kept. I think he kept wondering why does he keep looking over at this Seattle Tampa game. And I was telling him that I thought this was this the playoff preview. Because I think we've talked about how the 49ers probably going to sneak in and win the NFC West. Seattle, if they can play 500 ball, will be a wild card team. And I think that we're talking, we're, and I think Kevin then just, just laid it right out that Tampa Bay can play this, that felt like a playoff game would feel, right? It's just, you kind of bang around and, and you get, you get through it. Um, and that was a great, uh, a great, uh, uh, layout there of a path to the NFC championship game for the Buccaneers. And unfortunately, I think it, it may happen with them going 10 and seven. You know, I, it, they could certainly, they, certainly that. That. they might go eight and nine. They'll still, they, sure could. they sure could. It ain't going to be the Saints. The Saints suck. It ain't going to be the yeah. Panthers. And Panthers. Falcons. The yeah. Falcons, I don't think. Yeah. And, and I sure, you know, I, it, I would, n- no ill will on, Leonard Fournette. I sure wish he would stay out two or three weeks so I could just start Rashad White in my fantasy football league. But um, Rashad White looks like he's the real deal. And if he has come on, that gives him two legitimate running backs to help out Tom Brady. And really, that's all he needs is and and with yep. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin looks like he's back. Um, the Otten, their uh, rookie uh, tight end, has started to show a little bit. Now Seattle's defense is not all that, but um, they've got. The possibilities of making a run. I totally agree. Um, and then before we're, we're about to look at some lines for this week and maybe make some picks. Um, before I do that, I just want to let the people know, buy your stock now on the Ravens because you heard it here first. The Ravens aren't going to lose another game the rest of the year. They're winning Super Bowl and they're not losing another game the rest of the year. Yeah, sure possible. That, that's, where, that's where we're standing. That's, where, that's the bold call from Kevin. I think um, it's possible. Oh yeah. Let's look at the lines for this week. We're, I think we're going to get into some uh, Christmas shopping and Christmas ideas in a minute. I think Tony's Tony. <laughs> we don't know what he wants to do, but he's got something for you. And just trusting people, you're going to want to stick around. But let's let's make some money for the people out there before they go Christmas shopping. And uh, let's pick some let's pick some underdogs. Let's pick some favorites. Uh, let's start with the favorite favorite i'm gonna throw things over to pops first you got one for us this is the only one i actually win and this is a big one but i think baltimore wins by more than 12 over the sorry ass carolina panthers at home man that's a big line i know but i just i think i think baltimore is good i think carolina sucks i mean did you see Baker Mayfield button people's uh, button the guys Was with he their trying helmets to get on. The concussion protocol. I mean, what a dumb dumbass. Well, I mean, a, it's a great way not to have to play. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> on that clipboard. And it wasn't just like one headbutt without your helmet. He was just headbutting everybody. Everybody with their helmets on. He hadn't got his own. It's just stupid. Yeah. So I'm thinking Baltimore is going to win by more than twelve. That's that's uh, that's my favorite favorite. 
Those Fayetteville cops did a number on that boy. He got a concussion then for sure. Um, for my favorite favorite, I'll go ahead and go because I just think I got this one circled in Sharpie. And it's kind of going with, I think Jeff Saturday's a little over his skis. The Eagles coming off a loss. I know it's a short week, but give me Eagles minus six and a half. I think they go in and blow them out of the water. Uh, Tony, what you got? All right. I have um, I I have two that I, I was thinking about, but I'm going to go with this one. Uh, New England uh, minus three with the Jets coming to town after a bye week. You don't ever want to play Bill. Didn't Belichick they just beat the hell out of the Jets a couple weeks ago? Yeah, and then the Jets turn around and beat. And the now hell this out of the one's Bills. in New England. Yeah, and now it's in New England. I, I I still like New England here, and um, you know, I I yeah, I'm going New England after bye week in in playoff contention. I, I like them at home, so definitely like them only minus three. I have uh, Prestige Worldwide has uh, Bills minus eight and a half. Bills minus eight and a half. Okay, this is the. Last game before Deshaun Watson comes back, right, for the Browns? Yeah, because they're on a, playing the Browns. Yeah, and they're on a bye. They're on a bye next week, and then Deshaun Yeah, he's back, back on 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll have so much fun talking about that. Um, yeah. LJ, who do you have as your favorite favorite? I'm going to join Prestige. I've got the Bills. I see minus nine and a half, uh, but I, so I don't know if you guys and see you're something still in. But Yeah, I'm still in. I got eight and a half is what I see. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to be ready to just beat down the Lions. Look, um, so that's what uh, LJ Browns, LJ's yeah. telling us. His models, his models got it all the way up to nine and a half. Yeah, he's still taking. Yep, still, still taking. Take so, still <laughs> taking them. <laughs> uh, do you have a dog, LJ? Or you you want someone else to go first? You want to just wrap? You want my uh, my my dog or my moneyline dog? Just dog to cover, not your moneyline dog. We'll save the big money for the people. All right, we'll I, all wrap up with those. I I don't know why the home Vikings are the dogs. I know the Cowboys are good, but uh, plus one and a half points, I'll take it. I think they could win that game, and I think they can be within a point of that game. So yeah, can Uncle Tony? You've been looking at lines for a long time. What the? Why are the Cowboys favored in Minnesota? Yeah. What's that about? I I don't I mean, is there know. Any logic? I feel like Vegas I, is just daring. I feel like this is one of those where Vegas is like, please take the home dog. We dare you. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. I, well, it may be that you know <laughs> okay. Dallas coming on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just got a big old L on my forehead, but I feel Dallas. like that's just I'm running to the ticket off. Well, Dallas is coming off of a road loss, and Minnesota is coming off of a road win. A big road win. I, I could like see that. that. And if you looked at, you know, just, just the offensive defense defensive statistics probably does favor the uh the Cowboys. That's a true if if it's only one at home, the Cowboys are really a true two point something favorite. Now I that's not what I'm seeing on my uh sheet, but I've got the Vikings. What do you got? What are you seeing? Vikings are two ninety two, or at least. Are you looking at a printed off sheet? You said sheet. Are you looking at a printed off piece of paper? (laughs) I'm looking at a. May have changed. Um. No, I'm looking at a. I'm I'm looking at my uh my uh statistical analysis, and it says the Vikings should be a two point nine two point favorite, and they're a plus one underdog. So I I think that's a very good bet. Yep, that sounds right to me. So we may just, and Mom, I hope you're listening. So it sounds like it, uh, we're. I'm just throwing this out there. There might be. Oh, this is dangerous. But like a a just press play unanimous money line dog for the Vikings. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Sixty percent of the money is on the Vikings to cover plus one and a half 63%. as of right now. Sixty percent. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, let's see. So, t- okay, LJ gave his. Tony, what, what's your dog to cover? What do you got? I'm going to take those uh, Chargers. Plus yeah. six and a half at home against I'm the Chiefs. I'm intrigued uh, by that. Six and a half against at home the, against against the, the Chiefs. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, and here's oh. why the Chiefs don't run the football inside. And where are the Chargers hurting? Inside defensive line. And so that's really not going to bother them that much. And I believe, if I've read correctly, this is the game that Keenan Allen returns. Oh. Well, I've been thinking that for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is supposed to be Michael Thomas it. where he just won't and show up. As far as I can tell, Austin Eckler is still playing football for the Chargers. So there's an opportunity. You know, Pops, and this is going to sound like a dig at first, but it's not. Uh, I love it when, when Uncle Tony hits you with the – I'm taking this, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I don't know if he's just got the right tone with it, and usually he's got a little reason behind it. <laughs> I'm not always right, but I got a reason. <laughs> but you did take the Chargers at home, right, to yeah. win. They're a six and a uh, – Just a cover. Plus six and a half. Just to That's not my money line. That's no, not my money line. But getting six and a half at home as a plus 500 team, I know it's the Chiefs coming into town, but that's an awful lot of points. For a team okay. that can score points yeah. like that. Okay. Oh, Let's okay. see here. Um, I to cover, just to cover, <clears throat> I think I'm going to take the um, – I, I don't – I guess maybe they're factoring maybe an injury still. Like maybe Matt Stafford doesn't come back, but the Rams are plus four to the Saints. I think the Saints suck. Yeah. Are they uh, still starting? Cooper the Cup's Rocket? out. I mean, I That's don't know. True. The Rams kind uh, yeah. uh, uh. of suck. I didn't factor. I knew he was out and didn't factor that in. Hmm. That changed my thinking a little bit. Uh, no, they rally the troops. They rally the troops. I got Rams. Give me Rams plus four. I like it. Good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> Believe in you. <laughs> um. Pops, what have you given? You haven't given your dog yet. No, I'll give you uh, 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 my dog to cover, right? So this is uh, Arizona. I'm going to pick Arizona plus eight, and I'll tell you why. The reason why (laughs) (laughs) is because (laughs) San Francisco doesn't beat anybody by more than eight. They just don't do it. LJ just told you. LJ just (laughs) told you that. They don't do it, so that's why I take them. You know the, that game is in New Mexico or in Mexico City. Yeah, right? that's your only problem. That's up in the five thousand foot Mexico. But that City. might be a good thing. The Cardinals don't play good at home well, anyway, and so. they might have thrown a concert on the on the grass there, and they'll have to move it back home like <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. So, but it it also could be Colt McCoy starting again too. Well, honestly, and this I guess this says more about Kyler than does Colt. But I won some money off Colt McCoy this past week because as soon as they said Kyler was out, I was like. Give me Colt McCoy. Give me, <laughs> especially in the in the backup bowl against him in the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, John Walford. I loved Colt McCoy in that game, and that one worked out. Yeah. Well, the Cowboys did yeah. But um, all right, let's go money line. Uh, World Worldwide uh, has uh, Prestige. He's at uh, Chicago plus three. Is his underdog? I thought about them. I, That's a good, but I, I kind of oh, I like them better as the cover than to win because I. I do think there might be some shenanigans where they're like, "Hey, let's just let's just lose at the end." Shenanigans. Let's, it's There's no corruption in, in Chicago. Let's... That'd be absurd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just absurd. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go, dogs. 
Pops, I think, do we know yours? Is yours Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota. It's just too good not to be true. Um, my money line dog will be, and this is kind of just a, I bet against them too often, and they prove me wrong every time, so I'm just going to go the other way. It's probably going to bite me in the tuchus. But Thursday night, Tennessee Titans, they're plus three. I just think they're going to win straight up. I think they're going to win straight up against the Packers. LG, was, was that a, a point saying you're with yep, me? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Derek Henry got held to about 50 yards last week. and uh, That didn't happen twice. And uh, one of the things we know about the, uh, the Packers is they seem to only be able to succeed when they can run the ball, but if they get behind early, then they don't know what to do anymore, and they try to run the ball for a half, and then they throw it uh, 40 times in the second half. So I just think that the Titans will win this game on Thursday night. I agree with you. All right, there you go. Uh, Uncle Tony, what you got? I got the Rams. There we go. I got the Rams. There we go. And I'll tell you why. Tell them why. But I won't. (laughs) (laughs) But I won't. I won't tell you why. I'll just let you guess that why I'm taking the Rams. You just well, have to think Pops about is it. over there talking shit about my pick of them to cover, and now you're saying they're going to win straight up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm straight up. I think you're I think it's bold move. Okay, it's okay, bold okay. Move, you talked me into it. I'll tell you why. As far as I know, Aaron Donald still plays football for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And if, if the New Orleans Saints cannot run the football, they cannot beat you because they have to have play action if, if the Red Rocket's in there. And so – I think that uh, that's really going to be uh, a low-scoring game, and I think the Rams the Rams win it. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at uh, how many games the Rams okay. have won. It looks like oh three three three. Um, how many of the Saints won? Yeah, they're playing the Saints, LJ. Yeah, I'm just We're saying not playing the Bills. I'm just saying the the Rams are pretty rough. That's all I'm they're saying. Rough. Yeah, so are the, the Saints are pretty rough. That's true too. Yeah, the only way to go from here rough. is up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We'll I'm see, going Rams. We'll I'm going Rams. We'll see. You love to see the it. prestige that we got worldwide's uh, dog. Uh, prestige is Minnesota. 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 That feels like. I mean that. That just things are leaning that way, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> I think by the time game time comes, it's a pick 'em, and then yeah, golly, who knows? Maybe I'm just mad because yeah, I by Sunday, by Sunday, it might the, the 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 Vikings might be given points. You never know. It's true. Mm. Um. All right, that wraps up the NFL portion of this week. Unless does anybody else have anything? Or are we good to wrap up the NFL portion this week? Uh, Tony, did you want to talk fantasy football or not? Because I I didn't know who you played this week in fantasy football. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk fantasy football. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk. You brought up, and so just we'll just the floor is yours. So holidays are coming up. Obviously, we got Thanksgiving first, but it's about that time of year you start thinking about Christmas shopping and. and yeah. You just said you had a, you had something you wanted to bring yeah, up. Yeah, and so it's it's not a problem. It's not a bougie problem or anything, but I just don't remember this being a thing. Christmas lists. And I you know, and now we've, you know, uh we our kids are out of town and um you know, had their partners and they're calling and it's like, "Okay, well, let's get together and get a Christmas list." What do you mean get together and get a Christmas list? Just get us something for Christmas. It's Christmas, <laughs> you know? And then, you know, I, you know, Dr. Liff was talking about it, you know, in our, in, whereas we were pre-gaming before the, the pod. He's like, well, if y'all want to, if y'all want anything for Christmas, you better give me a fucking Christmas list or you ain't going to get shit. And I'm, I'm like, well, when did Chris getting Christmas lists become a deal? I, I just don't remember this being a thing. It was kind of the fun thing when you went to grandma or grandpa's house or you got there. It's like, I wonder what I'm going to get for Christmas. Is it? 
is it going to be a pile of dog shit or is it going to be a is it going to be a, a red well, fire engine? Told us we were going to get if we don't it, get them a Christmas. It's going to be a fire engine. Is it going to be a ping pong paddle? I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know what I'm going to get that's under the tree because it's a gift. It's Christmas, but I I just don't know. Now you got these lists going around, and it's just I just find it interesting that that that's where we're at. And so anyway. That's What's wrong with this damn generation? I don't know. know. Any list or <laughs> lift? Fine, you, I'll get you uh, some DC comics or something like that. Merry would, Christmas! Fine, I would love it. Lift if it came from you. And here's the thing, Lift. If you gave me DC comics, it would be the best DC comics I've ever got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find a classic Green Lantern or something and get it. I would you. be. I would, it would, it would be, I would read it immediately. <laughs> he likes picture books. I so. do. I, I didn't ask you for a list. You know, I didn't ask you for a list, Tony. Yeah, I'll get you a picture book. Uh, I've got something for you. How about a pop up? You like pop up video? I do like pop up video. Yeah, I do like pop up. Yeah. So, anyway, there's, hey, my, there's my little ever, rant there. And I could have brought this up. This feels like something I might have brought up at some point. This is a total left turn here. Um, it has nothing to do with Christmas. While it worked, What's the the and this might be an etiquette with Kevin thing, but uh, what the, what's the policy on like you you're in the bathroom and you run into another male? Are y'all talking? Or are you not talking? Well, I hope you don't run into females in the bathroom at work, but you know, true, true. I just as all this is all males on the pot, so we don't know what happens in the women's restaurant. I'm sure they, I'm, I don't know what they're doing there, but um, here in, in in the males' restroom. Are, what are we doing? One, one. Are you one that's like you're not gonna go uh, uh, number two at work, or are you are you talking to people? Or are you like when you pass by, you say, "Hey, how's it going?" Or is it or just not talk while you're rushing? Is there a thought on that at all, pops? Uh, so you're asking if if I'm doing number two in the bathroom and someone sits next to me, do I talk to well, them? No, just or leave the number two out. out. We'll just leave the number two out. Okay. Um, well, can I just that real quick? You always take a number two at work. You always get paid to uh, be in the bathroom as much as you can. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say because of my routine, uh, it does happen often that number two comes at work. Well, but anyway, that's not what home, the people so tuned in for. Paper, which I'll say, Oh, actually, no, LJ, I don't know. You probably know this. And for the listeners out there, I think we brought it up before, but Liv has great toilet paper in the bathroom she uses. That's true. Now, That's in, true. The, in the guest restroom, sometimes he gives you those, that John no, no, no. toilet paper. One time, one time we got some shitty toilet paper. No offense. We got some really, I mean, pun intended. Pre-shitted. And, and, and it was terrible. <laughs> and yeah, we, we had it in that guest bathroom for a while that Kevin uses. And he finally got really irritated about it and let us have it. Well, I was just like, are you also shitting with this terrible toilet paper or is it just me? <laughs> So I just I've run into people and I never know like if I've run in like I don't physically like bump into anybody in the restroom, but it's like some people like don't say a word. And it's sometimes with someone I'm really cool with and we talk all the time. I'm like, do I say what's up? Do I not? I mean, is it is there any any kind of etiquette in the restroom, Tony? Never be the first one to say something. And if he does, okay. if they don't say something to you, don't say something to them. Because there's been times where someone I they all follow the rule. Correct. That that's the rule. If if someone there's a guy that I'm good friends with at work. Shout out to Mike. And we were both in the restroom the other day. And I mean, if if he walks by my desk or I walk by his desk, we're probably talking 
for too long about whatever it is. We're like, we're just, we're just chit chatting, probably talking about how that was stupid that Fletcher Cox hit Taylor Heineke on mm-hmm. Monday night. But we, we both were in the restroom and no one said an app. No one said a word. And it was, it wasn't bad. I just was like, was I an asshole for not saying something? Or were we both just following the rules there, Tony? So, yeah. Well, so now, say, what yeah. are you doing there, boy? <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Hey, hey, man. Well, I'll tell like, you. Like, yeah. like the, no. What you got in your hand yeah, there, buddy? <laughs> I think that's a man rule. So, uh, <laughs> Is that a roll of quarters? Or are you excited to see? <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, I think it is, it is etiquette, though. Once your hands are washed and you're going for towels, Hey man, what'd you think about that Fletcher Cox thing on Monday night? That was stupid, wasn't it? As it you're exiting the restroom, I would yeah. never say the word Cox in a, in a male restroom. <laughs> exactly. yeah. That's what I was like, what'd you what think about that? Did you see the game Monday night? As you're walking out the restroom, okay, that's what that's what I would say. I think I think that's fair. I, I kind of like that rule. I, uh, Pops, I don't know if you had a. You, you you work from home and you're in your own comfort at all times. So hell, you don't even have it. <laughs> no, no, I've been to the bathroom with people at times, you know. And I think it's, <laughs> I think I'm with Tony. Is 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 you know, don't bring be the first to talk. But if somebody goes, you know, how are you? I go, hey, I'm fine. And I mean, I'm not like asking <laughs> probing questions or anything, but I'll respond. You know, <laughs> just yes. going about my business. Yeah. LJ, anything to add, or can we? No, can I, I, I kind of disagree. I mean, I'm not generally trying to start conversations in the bathroom, but I think the rule is it, only if you're on the same level of bathrooming. So, like, if you're washing your hands at the same time, feel free to talk to him, but don't talk to somebody that's in the stall while you're washing your hands. Like, never do that. But if you're on the same so level, like, don't cool. don't be like. Yeah. Oh, Adam, is that your shoes? I see yeah. in there. What are you doing? Unless you're also in a stall, then I say go for it. Yeah. <laughs> then make everyone and, uncomfortable. I think that's fun. <laughs> and I'll tell you another thing. Don't ever, ever talk about anybody else while you're in the bathroom. True. Don't don't say, man. Because they're about to walk Man, in can you believe Adam left his fly open all day? Don't ever because guess what? That's Adam. In that stall over there that you True. didn't go check. True. It's inevitably going to be that. Mm-hmm. So never say anything about anybody while you're in the bathroom. No gossip. You know, that's some good yeah. that's some good bathroom rules. I appreciate yeah. that. Also, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this. If I am, like LJ said, I mean, I'm get, I'm on the company down, so I'm going to go ahead and the, the body, the bowel movement comes. I'm going to go to the restroom and take care of business. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. If I'm in the stall and someone else walks in, I see someone else walk in. I will wait before I'm done. Yeah, like, I'm I just too. like, all right, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to stick to that. Cause I don't want to like come out and like pop in. Cause like, I know what you were doing in there. Like I saw which way those shoes were facing. You were taking care of business. <laughs> You'll do one more wordle. Won't you? Yeah. One more yeah, wordle. I'll just, I'll just like, we're going to scroll the old Twitters here a little longer. And, oh, and, boy. and even though Elon Musk has ruined it, I'm going to keep it a little well, longer. And just, yeah. Well, I can yeah. tell you poor old Liv, he, he doesn't have a chance because he, I can tell you that 23 minutes and 45 seconds after he's had a cup of coffee and a muffin, he's going to be in the bathroom. It is 23 minutes. Jeez, it's more like 45 seconds. Tony, sometimes I smell the coffee brewing in the morning, and that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? You may do it today, but I can guarantee you after after that first muffin and a a cup of (laughs) coffee, it's like. 
Oh man, y'all go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll be to the I'll be to the course here in just a second. It's like oh yeah, he had him up. I sure hope you can stuck around there. to the end of the podcast because yeah. this is golden yeah. right here. What's happening? Um, uh, coffee keep you regular. I'm just saying. Yeah, right. It will. Pops, do you do you have any bougie problems? Has anything been hard to find in your kitchen or? As you're cleaning, like what, what, what's happening? No, the only bougie problem I have, and it's kind of a repeat, a peat and a repeat of, a, of an old one, is that Ooh, guess guess what uh, the Cowboys Packers game was on this past weekend? <laughs> uh, what I think it was on the same channel that the Vikings Bills, the game of the year, was on. Yeah, yeah, the Fox Ooh. Network. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, which yeah. I guess you still can't. Yeah, which I don't get. So I called. I called a guy. You know, I called the helpline on Directv, and I was trying to explain to a guy. Roger, named, that went super well. I'm trying yeah. to explain to Bill how. Look, I pay for Directv the NFL ticket. I pay to get this game. I pay double. I pay for my rental and uh, of Directv for my satellite and all that, and then I pay for the direct the, the NFL ticket. And you've been Directv and, for a while with the ticket and, for a while. I mean, I think we're approaching thirty years now. I've been with Directv, and do you know how you know how far they got me with Bill? <laughs> yeah, not far at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was worried about it. No, and I said, Bill, y'all might be going to lose a customer. Yeah, that was my problem this weekend. So, do you blame Directv or the it. the Murdoch family? Like, who's the bad guy here? Hey, you know what? You can get I can get Murdoch. Fox on YouTube TV. That's probably what I'm going to be before long is YouTube it, TV. Well, it's no free ads. This isn't an ad. This is just start, this is well. Real, what I'm scared of is being completely Wi-Fi dependent upon my television. That's a little yeah. scary, you know. But uh, you get one of those little antennas. You can get like a little HD antenna that you stick up in a window. That's what I use. Yeah. Yeah, that's Kevin. what Bill told me. That's what Bill told me. Sir, <laughs> sir you can go get an antenna. Well, I said, Bill, the game's on now. Yeah. <laughs> Won't you come set up my bill, my damn antenna bill? <laughs> well, they're pretty cheap. You can get one for not too bad, just throwing that out there. But <laughs> Bill, I told you Bill you can take that antenna and shove it where the sun doesn't shine is what when, I told Bill, him. when can you be at my house? You sound like you're close by. <laughs> yeah. What's it's the about flight? Eight time zones different than me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was pops. So we were watching the game. Oh, y'all got y'all get the Fox Network where you are. Oh, well, hell no. Tony, 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 Tony knows how to work work around. I watch it in it. a square. You know, I'll I'll watch it in a square on my seventy inch TV. I don't have a problem with that. We got to stand right up close to it, but I'll watch it. <laughs> I may or may not know some illegal yeah. ways to watch some football games too. If somebody really is desperate, just oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, you're about. not Bill, are you? Uh, Ildred? No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> but I am here to help. I am here to help. Oh, Pops, I'm sorry you had to deal with that again. <sighs> again? The first week again. or the last, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, before, I should have probably mentioned this with the football stuff. I and mean, We don't do a ton of college football stuff, but I just wanted to bring it up because I couldn't. It, if you're a fan of watching defensive players just do awesome stuff, Go back and watch the LSU Arkansas yeah. game and just watch LSU's defense. Yeah. Because that Harold Perkins Jr. Yeah, is good. like Micah Parsons, but 18 years old. He could play on Sundays like he probably amazing. next year. Right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no, like, like Sunday. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, that was like incredible. I, I mean, that made it a lot easier to watch that loss because it was just like, I mean, you're seeing top tier defensive play. He was, play he play. was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. 
At least I got to watch. The, I think. I mean, honestly, he looked like the best player in college football. That's crazy. He's an eighteen. He's a true mm-hmm. freshman. Yeah, and I already feel like I'm pretty confident. I could bet on him getting defensive MVP in the NFL at some point in his career. Like I'm pretty confident. Yeah. That. yeah no. I, if that future bet's out there, uh, let me know. And just like yeah. I'm running like an idiot to the Minnesota Vikings bet this week, I'm doing the same for the Harold Perkins yeah. one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, um, just just to say out there, you know, I I I know Coach Pittman watches or listens to the podcast, yeah, he does. so he I. Does. And welcome Sam, back. Sam, get hey Sam, thank get, you for joining. Sam, get close to the close to the speaker there for me, bud. <laughs> you kick a fucking field goal <laughs> on fourth and goal in the first half. You kick the field goal. <laughs> Tony is going to just go. I, I I brought it up to him. I was like, "Well, I have a feeling I know where you stand." And they goes, "Yeah." And I got that exact thing. It's like you kicked the field goal early in the game. I don't know how many times you got to say it. I don't know. I don't know why. This what do they lose by, Tone? Three. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. let's wrap up the way we always do, and um, I'll let the people know this. I um, I wanted to get you know. I've heard the man talk about his drinks, but I had boots on the ground Sunday. In the lines, then in Uncle Tony's living room, and got a Bloody Mary made straight from the source. It it um it stands up. It stands the test. It it was a very it's a good, good one. Bloody in the yeah, it's a good one. It was a very good Bloody Mary. And Bobsy asked me. He had the audacity to ask me, "Do I want the olives?" And I was like, "Do I want the olives?" <laughs> I'll take an extra olive because those olives at the end of a good Bloody Mary. Oh, that's the deal. Oh, yeah, that's the deal. Yeah. So Tony. Just so I, I think the people already knew you made a good drink, but I just wanted to. I, I could for Full sure confirm in the last well, seven you. days. Yeah, I just want to endorse it. It was this, my, my pleasure. Name is Kevin Luther, and I endorse this message or I, whatever <laughs> yeah. they say. Thank you. Uh, what are you drinking on today, Uncle Tony? Well, I'm drinking a smoked bloody bull. A smoked bloody bull was. Uh, it's created by the. Um, who's known as King Cocktail. So Smoke Bloody Bull, I'll start over. Smoke Bloody Bull, Dale DeGraff, King Cocktail uh, uh, made this recipe. So it's beef bouillon, tomato juice, vodka, uh, and uh, or a little bit of orange juice and Tabasco. And the reason I made this drink tonight, number one, I've been trying to try it, and it's called the Smoked Bloody Bull because you add, uh, you smoke the glass. It's a smoked mm. goblet. And, Mm. I've got a goblet Ooh, here tonight, so my mm. Stella Artos goblet. Well, not that, but. And the reason I thought, well, I might as well make this drink tonight because I got smoked on Sunday, and I figured <laughs> I might as well have a smoked bloody bull because that's really how I felt <laughs> Sunday night after being beat by like 40-something points by the Just Press Playboys. So uh, <laughs> Who is that? What team is that, Pops? Do you know what team that yeah, is? Yeah, I know what team it is. Bunch of lo- mm-hmm. lucky mother. Anyway, they're they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, so anyway, that's so smoked bloody bull. It's really good. It's much more of a, a a brunch drink, but I had to make it tonight again to 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 acknowledge the smoke the smoking I got this weekend in fantasy football. Wow, so, honored, yeah, honored to yeah. say the least. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, I think does that do we have anything else? Are we good? We're wrapping up. Good. The people good. as as always, you already know this, but in case you're new to the program, you can find us on Apple Podcast or Spotify or Stitch, wherever you get your podcast. And if you're listening to this and you're not already, make sure you hit the plus button and you're you like and subscribe to us. 
leave us a rate and review. If you have something you want us to talk about, you just let us know. And uh, we'll be back next week. We're, we're refreshed now. We're off a of bye week. I mean, we're, I felt like we performed like we were off a of bye you week. You always today. bet on JPP like after so. a bye. You always do. I mean, there, there's two things you know. Andy Reid's going to win after bye, and JPP's going to mm-hmm. be good after bye. Every time. And I think Every we covered time. today at Life least. Uh, we covered. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we covered. That's right. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. We will catch y'all next week, guys. Peace out. Peace. That's funny. And I think we covered. That's funny, yeah. We covered, all right. I think we a money line dog. That money line dog. Oh, man. That still pisses me off. Lost that thing. You got that ass kicking? Yeah, it was an ass kick. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. It was an ass kicking. Y'all just, all the cylinders hit for JPP this weekend. All of them hit. When Wilson and Mostert both had those games, don't put them in a lineup like idiots. Uh, <laughs> <just> perfect. <laughs> Picking them up and putting them down, weren't we, buddy? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you're right there at the top. I, yeah, the, yeah. The, the commissioner's message will reflect such. <laughs> All right, let's be careful, Kev. We, we don't want to hex or anything, you know. <laughs> Cover right. chickens before they're hatched. Or anything. Right. Right. Oh, crap. Somebody you did tell me that I always sound good on this podcast. Right. I'm just no, saying. Just, that is true. That is true. I mean, I kind of sit close to my mind, and, you know, my voice is kind of sexy and things like that. So. Well, we can emulate the mic closeness but the rest of it we, we just can't keep up well true true some of that's just genetics that's <laughs> you know. just genetics I mean. just genetics <laughs> technology can only he do is, so much he is the doctor of love no <laughs> um I got some I mean we're, we're kind of just gonna oh, go you're gonna clap the